Dancing in the old bayou Find your favorite fishing pole Find out where's the next honey hole Only on the top rod fishing machine Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly uh, Fishing and Hunting Show, welcome to Kane Radio on the FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And, Rick, uh, each week, these are the people, the reason we're here. Oh, yeah, Tony, we've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, and Home Run Pizza. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the number is 337-367-1240. You can listen to us online uh, at www. Uh, K-A-N-E-1240.com, anywhere in the world. And if you have uh, an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can also listen to Kane on any accessible Internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And, Rick, we'll start it off like we usually do, uh, freshwater and saltwater fishing. We're shaking. Well, Tony, we had a bunch of boats uh, Wednesday night. And that's probably Mike right there, so... All right. Answer that, and Mike should have the results for us. Okay. Oh, yes, Michael. You're on the line with Kane Radio. Good morning, That's Mike. How are you? Good morning, sir. Good, y'all. Good, good. You, uh, how'd things go for the opening of uh, Hog Fights Wednesday? Uh, it went real good. We had 28 boats. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it was a, a very good turnout. Oh, yeah. It was, it was good, Mike. You're right, brother. Yep. Everything went well, smooth, and no issues. So, hey. Well, good. That's all we could ask for. Boy, you're not That's kidding right. either. Yeah. So uh, things went well. How'd the fishing go? Uh, fair, fair. It's uh, The lake uh, just this year is not producing the way it did in the past. A yeah. lot of dirty water. That's oh, right. okay. And uh, what was working for people, do you know, uh, out there? Uh, the uh, what I hear is maybe some soft plastics. That's about all I heard. Yeah, a little, little bit of spinnerbait also, Mike. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. They kind of tight lipped, you know. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. in competitions like that, you know, uh, that's understood too. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, with that, uh, uh, Mike, uh, with your 28 boats, uh, who were some of the skippers that came out on top? Okay, first place was uh, Raven Owens and Brad Romero. Their three fish weighed 6.44, and they also had big bass at 3.65. So okay. They uh, they mustered up five, uh, 700 and. Seventy dollars for both of those. Pretty oh, yeah. good payday. Yeah, right. Yes, very good. And then second place was Kearney A Bear and Brandon A Bear. Uh, three fish for six point two one. They won three hundred and seventy eight. And then Brandon Sellers and Blaine Miller were third with five point nine two, and they won two hundred and fifty two dollars. And the next one, uh, all the anglers voted on, and it'll be back at Marshfield on Wednesday, April fifth. And, uh, Mike, when you were saying earlier, uh, you mentioned the water's just, uh, you couldn't find any clean water or or, or just the water out there. I know um, y'all had some wind, though, that particular evening, didn't y'all? Yeah, but uh, just the lake, for some reason, it's just been muddy all year. Sandy Cove is not a player this year, and it's just dirty. And I don't know. don't know why the whole lake is basically Mud. Well, they 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 sprayed. I don't know why they sprayed it, Mike. I wish they would spray the front lake. I call the front lake Samson's Cove with all that sawgrass, because man, it's it's taking over. But they sprayed Sandy Cove so that that hydrilla is like a in coontail grass, 
is like a filter. So as the wind blows and changes, the water comes out of Sandy Cove clear, you know, and, and like you just said, without, you know, without that grass, it's going to be real muddy. And I don't yep. know why they sprayed Sandy Cove, but they did, you know. Right. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, anyway, okay, Mike, so next, uh, in two weeks, uh, well, uh, how about 12 days, y'all be fishing back again at the lake and uh, at Marshfield yep. a landing. Yep. If you want to uh, get involved and joined in, uh, you got to be there, what, uh, around 5 o'clock or so? Uh, yeah, well, we, we usually get there around quarter to four. So, yeah, we, we'd like people to be registered for five. Okay. But, I mean, right. five fifteen, five ten. we still, we, we, we don't want to leave nobody out. And, so. of course, you come I in. I usually hang around. And yep. you come in around a uh, little, little before sunset, I guess. Or uh, it was 740. Okay. The weigh-in was 740 this yep. time. So, okay. as it gets later in the summer, it's going sure. to be pushed back. Right. Sure. Anyway, again, uh, Mike, right. thanks for calling in and all, and all I appreciate right. it. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, thank you. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Anyway, Rick, uh, so uh, the hog fights Wednesday night, underweight 28 boats, pretty yeah. good uh, start uh, oh, yeah. with participation. So, uh, yep. And like Mike said, Tony, it was windy, and then uh, the tide was coming in, plus the south wind, and the lake, the lake was on the rise. But, you know, somebody always finds them and catches a few. No, uh, of course, over the course of the last uh, months with you, Rick, you've been fishing mostly in the basin. Yeah. And uh, is uh, the stress on the fish, uh, you think, or is it just the water? Or it's the water. You, you're a man that fishes yeah. out there a lot. Of course, you had been going a lot lately yeah. to like, uh, uh, the lakes. You know, like Mike and I was just discussing, I don't know why they sprayed the grass, Tony, but that, that uh, Sandy Cove is a big big fish habitat for uh, for the lake. And I, like I said, I don't know why they sprayed it. You know, it'll eventually come back and it'll get better. But uh, like you said, the lake this year so far has just been uh, high and muddy, you know. That's amazing, too, because yeah. it's always been pretty productive, you know. That's right. And when he started calling out uh, the big bass and the uh, yeah. total bass for the five bass, six pounds is really uh, yeah. small. Well, and then they one big bass, so three and a half, that's over yeah. half their stringer, you know, and that's they had right. two small ones. But that's what it takes sometimes, you know. It's just amazing, though, because uh, for years, uh, yeah. you know, the, the fish Oh, the fish there. are there, Tony, but it, like, if the water's uh, dirty, like Mike said, they're, they're just harder to catch, you know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, you don't want to discourage fishermen to hit out there maybe yeah. this weekend i don't know what the weather is going to be like but i know we have a little chance of rain yeah I think, uh, sunday is supposed to be bad i think like 70 percent yeah but, uh, it's, and then today uh, yeah. uh it was uh but this overclass overcast skies right. too uh and then uh, a couple other things uh, uh with regard to uh the river stage at Butler Rose, too. It looks like the water's going to come down about four feet in yeah. a matter of days, too. That's amazing. It's dropping this time of year that, that much, that quick, Tony, you know. Yeah, because uh, as of this morning, it was a shade under 16 feet at 15.8, and they look forward to drop down uh, close to 12, 12, a little under 12 and a half in yeah, that about report. 12 and a half, so, yeah. uh, uh, and that's, you know, that's going to move pretty quickly. So, uh, and I know you're an advocate uh, when the water moves like that, uh, good or bad, you know, it's uh, something you got to keep an eye on. Yeah, still just a tad, a tad high, Tony, for, for my liking, but it's just, you know, and uh, I don't know if it's going to flatline or go back up. I guess it depends on all that, all the weather that's uh, we're supposed to have this weekend and, you know, in the Midwest, so, and everything drains into the Mississippi, so we have to wait and see how that plays out. Yeah, and also the one good thing about that, uh, as it uh, flows out and the water comes down, it clears out some of the water too in the bays in the Gulf, and also uh, that uh, that adds to it too, Rick. So uh, with that, so but like you said, the fishing right now uh, uh, out at uh, the lakes, 
a little down this right now because of just couldn't find the clear water. Right. Yeah. So uh, we found, like I said, I had a little motor trouble with my starter, uh, Tony, but we found, you know, some clear water. And actually, that, that short of a tournament and you can't run really far, you know, you don't have a whole lot. And like Mike said, you know, as the year, uh, the sun progresses, you know, to go down later, he'll back up, you know, sure. the, the weigh-in time. So, but right now, starting out, you just don't have a whole lot of time. Yeah. Now, if you want to get into the hog fights, if you missed it this past Wednesday, uh, the entry fee is $60 per boat. Yep. The entry fee must be paid, as Mike said, before 5 p.m. I made a, I need to correct myself. You know, I said, yeah. if you show up at 5, he said, no, you need to show up a little earlier than that yeah. uh, to pay your fee and get ready because we like to take off around 5. Yeah, so. we start island down the canal, Tony, about 5. 15 but like mike said you know we don't want to leave nobody out so usually you know around five you, you, you'd still be good yeah so you uh anyway uh after uh wednesday's uh hog fight uh, uh you know you got the tournaments are set for each every other wednesday uh every two weeks i should say until right. the final which will be held i think he told us earlier uh yeah, this month that it was august the 27th i do believe and uh, uh, so with that, the anglers uh, must fish or pay the entry fee in six of the 12 tournaments to be eligible for the Wednesday night hog fights in the BTS Classic. So you got how many uh, week, how many Wednesdays, every other Wednesday, 12. Yeah. So, um, and I think you can, they made that something that came up, I think, this year. Maybe, maybe it was previous years, but you can buy in. Uh, you know, if yeah. you don't, not as long able as you to pay make, for the tournament. That's right. That's right. You yeah. can buy in, and uh, but you, that means you got to pay for weeks that you missed. Yeah. In that regard, so and uh, and uh, anyway, it's a, it's a good time. It's uh, the angler of the year, also an experience. So, uh, and the skill levels of the people fishing out there are pretty good too. Oh, yeah, you, you got some that. good fishermen. Oh, fish oh yeah, so very competitive too. Oh yeah. So to contend with the Hall Fight Classics, uh, you know, be out there before five. Uh, they fish. Uh, to um, uh, just 740, he told me. But as the year, right. uh, the sun stays up a little longer during the course of the summer. Oh, now, yeah, it'll back up the time. That's right. And, and they'll probably fish until 8, 815, things of that nature. Yeah, so uh, that's right. if you're interested in getting involved, it's there's an opportunity available for you. And uh, also uh, Wednesday night hog fights. So uh, show up out there, not uh, this coming Wednesday. It'll be in uh, April. Yes, It'll be the next uh, Wednesday they'll be out there. So if you can show up there at 430, quarter, five, yeah, you can hear Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of guys and gals fishing, Tony. uh, You got more women fishing now. I noticed the other night, uh, Wednesday night, that, you know, it's a a good turnout. We all gather around before we uh, blast off, you know, talking and and, uh, just uh, talking to each other and everything about fishing and this and that. But it breaks up the week, you know. Like like you just said, it's every other Wednesday. And – Come on and fish. Yep. Anyway, speaking of tournaments, uh, the, the you know the uh, first uh, uh, redfish tournament is to get ready to take place this Saturday, March the twenty fifth. Uh, uh, you got to be out there early. Yeah, <laughs> it's not early like a, oh, yeah. you bet you you got to be out there around five o'clock. Uh, and blast off is at six thirty. And uh, registration uh, this year there will be a thousand dollar guaranteed bonus payout for first place in the in the class of redfish classic tournament. Uh, Anyway, uh, this $1,000 will be in addition to the first-place prize money that is collected throughout the season. You must qualify as one of the uh, top fishermen to be eligible to take home this additional uh, $1,000. So in order to make it to the top 25, you must accumulate points and need to see the rules and regulations. They have that on their website, too. So, And uh, with that, that, that'll kick off this week. And, uh, you know, that tournament's pretty competitive, too, in oh, that regard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know a bunch of those guys from around uh – 
uh, Lydia and around that area, Tony. Oh yeah, they they get after the redfish. Oh, you betcha. I've got a couple friends, a couple classmates too that fish in that tournament too. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, redfish tournament cranking up uh, this weekend, uh, March twenty fifth, out there at. Uh, a Quintana Landing. So yep. if you want to get involved in that tournament, uh, I think it was $100 a boat. Uh, I'm not I think sure. the registration you, was uh, for that. But I think you can have as many as two, possibly three people in the boat. Yeah. So uh, with that, that's out at Quintana Landing uh, this Saturday. Uh, be out there early, uh, a couple hours before sunrise, too, if you oh, want to. Which the mosquitoes. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but it's a fun time, too, uh, Rick, oh, as yeah. uh, all these tournaments are here locally. So get involved and uh, – have some fun. Make some new friends, too, if you're not uh, involved already So uh, with that. Anyway, uh, the, the other uh, with the Big Bass Classic is set for April 22nd, uh, you know, in those gears. And that's for the T. Roy Savoy, uh, you know, out of Coda Homes. Uh, a few years ago, this tournament was dedicated to his wife, Jackie, yeah. who passed away with cancer, uh, I think, a few years ago. And, uh, of course, that's uh, going to be out there at Marshfield Landing uh, on a Saturday and the Jackie Savoy Big Bass Classic will feature a new format this year that includes both the uh, Big Bass Prize as well as uh, uh, prize money for the biggest uh, five-fish limit, too. Something new. Payout for the three biggest bass uh, each hour is up to 40 boats. They'll pay out 250 150 and 100 And the biggest payout limit, and that you got to have 40 boats out there, is $1,000, 600 400 and the biggest change for the tournament headquarters, there'll, there'll be a live band out there. We'll play from 11 to 2 p.m., 11 a.m. Rice and gravy cook-off supper will be available for tis- participating anglers and fans and fishermen who pay $150 a boat eat free. So uh, I know, Rick, uh, you participated, and I've been out there for those tournaments. It's nice happening. Uh, they got silent auctions and all kind of uh, opportunities uh, to bid on things, so uh, yeah. Hopefully, the the main thing, Tony, is the weather. Yeah, and that's we, a, it's a good ways away. It should, yeah, a uh, month away. You know, yeah, so hopefully, so hopefully they're straight now. We yeah. want to get. Uh, we'll probably repeat this each week to have people aware of oh, it yeah. and all, and yeah. make them realize what's going on in that regard. So, uh, yes, yeah, sir. Up in to the, the twenty second. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, elsewhere, the Bass Master Classic, uh, and it's a rooting interest this year in the Bass Master Classic because we got two South Louisiana guys that are in the 55 angler field taken up uh, to the Tennessee River out of Knoxville uh, this week. Uh, Gene, uh, uh, Greg Hackney, rather, yeah, has too many classic appearances to count, but he calls Gonzalez his hometown. It would be more deserving if he hoisted the trophy. You know, and carry home, you ready? The $300,000 oh, top yeah. prize. Yep. So, uh, big day, uh, Tyler Rivette, too, of Raceland, who, li- who is coming off a big win, too, as we know, Rick. <clears throat> I talked to Tyler's cousin. Uh, he's kin to Tyler the other night at the landing. And, uh, you know, naturally he was all grinning and proud of him, and we was talking about that. And uh, he said, man, you know Tyler's fishing the classic. I said, man, I hope he does well, you know. And uh, – He's really pumped up for his cousin, which Boy, is he, good. He did a good job, too, over yeah. in Florida a few weeks ago, yeah. man. Yeah, uh, uh, on Okeechobee. Oh, yeah. you betcha, too. Anyway, the third, they have a third one, Keith Porsche, yeah. or it might be Porsche in the group. Yeah. It's, Porsche, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's okay because the South Louisiana barn, he fished at Northwest, uh, Northwestern State uh, up in Natchitoches, uh, and uh, he calls now Montgomery, Alabama home. But if you're thinking about traveling to Knoxville, then you know Friday to Sunday, takeoffs are set at 7.15 a.m., the volunteer landing in downtown Knoxville with the daily weigh-ins uh, available. You can see the results on the BassmasterClassic.com. Uh, and it's set for the Thompson Bowling area uh, each uh, at 4.15 each day. So uh, a big uh, a big uh, 
big big rodeo too uh, oh, in that yeah. regard rick oh, uh, they have a lot of people turn out for that tournament. yeah they yep. they say the only downside of uh this year's classic is kevin van dam uh, the four-time classic champ is not in the field yeah kevin i don't know why tony uh of course, he, he fished both of them, but I guess he chose to, to just swap over to uh, Major League Fishing. I don't know uh -huh. how Kevin uh, got out of bass. Uh, anyway, he's retiring after this year, and, and Kevin is uh, he's one of my favorite you know fishing personalities. And uh, Kevin, Kevin, through the years, has did real well. I remember one year when he had it in New Orleans, Kevin won it, and uh, it, was, uh, it was something to see, you know. Well, uh, yeah, he's not fishing this year, and like I said, four-time uh, classic champ, uh, a lot to say about that, too, yeah. Rick. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, well, with two other guys and uh, fishing in that tournament up in, uh, uh, I want to say, Na is it Nashville? Knoxville. No? Yeah, Knoxville, yeah. Tennessee, not Vanderbilt. Oh, they're going to have a, a ton of talent, Tony. So, it, uh, you know. Yeah, 55 fishermen. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. pretty interesting, too. That's pretty uh, much the best in the world competing. Oh, so. you're right yeah. about that. So, we'll see uh, how that's going to all come to fruition as the uh, – Big Bassmaster Classic, and also the Jackie Savoy later on. And, of course, uh, yep. this weekend, man, if you're looking to fish in a tournament and get involved, uh, they've got them all around us right now. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's time to get out. and uh, that time of year to fish. Oh, yeah. Learn, and, Rick, you know, as well as I do, when you go out there and try to see, find some clean water uh, to fish for the redfish and all, but the redfish are there. You just uh, you got to realize you get that bite, man, <laughs> to hook him. Oh, yeah. And uh, with that, so uh, with those guys out there, uh, at Quintana Landing. So, folks, a uh, lot of involvement, a lot of, lot of uh, fishing to go. And, you know, Rick, we didn't talk much about it. But, uh, anyway, uh, what was working for you in the last few weeks uh, when you are able to go out there on the water? Tony, we went, let's see, it was uh, Tuesday. No, Monday. Let me back up. Monday because we fished Wednesday night. Like Mike said, we caught a few on soft plastic. And then it's uh, – it was right after that cold spell, so you really had to slow down, and the water was cold. And that might be also, I forgot about that. We, I mean, it was 31 degrees uh, Sunday morning. Monday, no, Monday morning. Yeah. Sunday night, Monday morning. So it was, uh, you know, the, the water, and it, it may warm up, but we was using uh, some soft plastic, uh, some trick worms, uh, rigged Texas style, on a three-yard hook and a, and a small weight. But, I mean, you really had to fish slow. And then, you know, and then so – Wednesday, Tony, the the weather turns around, the south wind's blowing, and the lake comes up like over two feet, and uh, it was just hard to find pretty water. You know? Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was uh, – so we went from uh, zero to 100, you know, from, from being – the lake was being not real low with with the rain we had, but then the cold weather. And uh, the cold temps really, really slow them down, and you have to slow down and, and fish uh, a lot slower. Uh, well, and we it showed up in the weights, too, because, you know, you know, I mean, some – you got to catch them, but you know the, the weights. I, I thought would have been a little more, but uh, but like Mike was saying, you know, to find the water and then uh, Sandy Cove is not a player this year, and that's where all the big fish are. They're there, but with the water being dirty, it's just it's harder to catch them. Yeah, but you know, it's amazing too. Uh, when he uh, started announcing the weights, I was kind of yeah, my oh, yeah. eyes kind of popped up a little bit how how small they were. Yeah, hope it doesn't discourage people. You know, well, really. no, it's uh, and like I said, the cold too. Tony had a lot to do with the bite, but it uh, uh it it'll pick up. Okay. Anyway, uh, we're getting ready to take a break. Uh, you're listening to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. 
Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulics serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew! Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Tony Lander along with Ricky Watkins. And uh, speaking of Boxcar, he put me on to a story. I'd seen the story, didn't read much on it, but... Uh, uh, some uh, high school kids I've might have set time. a world record yeah. uh, with regards to uh, uh, catching a, a five uh, stringers. Yeah, five fish limit. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the team of Mason McCormick and Alexis uh, Ver, I think it's Virgila Tito, uh, fished a Louisiana high school bass nation up at Carney Lake uh, Hog Fest on uh, Saturday, uh, uh, March the 19th, a week ago, and caught what appears to be the heaviest stringer ever recorded in a high school fishing tournament. Their catch of five largemouth bass, check this out, weighed 37 pounds, .13. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, and they also had the big fish at 9.22 pounds, but their catch was so good it had beat an impressive second place finisher who had almost 24 pounds yeah. on a five. That's pretty impressive, too, for high school kids. Uh, even though the fish, it's not who you are. Uh, the fish is still the same size. Oh, yeah. But uh, it just, they won by a whopping 13 pounds. That's yeah. just, oh, that's yeah. unheard of. Anyway, the team was uh, captained by Bradley uh, Virgili Tito, and I think he's the dad of uh, the young lady. Alexis is, uh, is a girl. 
And to our knowledge, this is the biggest string of five fish ever weighed in a high school bass fishing tournament, Rick. And uh, you got to be impressed uh, with these kids up there in this hog fest uh, last uh, Saturday. Uh, uh, with that, they had pictures of them. Of course, we can't show that here on Channel One here. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> it's a radio uh, station. Yeah, but, it was uh, an impressive catch. It is. Their team caught their f- uh, fish on a variety of baits, including what you mentioned earlier, spinner baits and soft plastics. Yeah. Is what's uh, going around now. Their ba- Bossier Parish High School bass team also took home the team trophy for weighing in 66 pounds on their top three teams. Ben McCormick and Mason have been longtime supporters of the uh, Wired to Fish. And folks, uh, we call friends anyway. Yeah, you, you couldn't be more proud of these kids uh, with that uh, type of haul, too, Rick. Uh, they've got guys around here who wish they have a haul like that in oh, some yeah. of these tournaments. Some, some beautiful fish. Oh, what? Yeah. And uh, anyway, it was just uh, this they're going to be the team to be watched up at the national championships, too. And that comes forth. Mason is seen, you know, in that one of those pictures holding that big bass. It's pretty impressive, nine pound bass up there. Not familiar with. Uh, 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 Corny Lake uh, up there in North Louisiana, but uh, it's uh, just something to behold with these young people uh, uh, headed to the Nationals uh, after winning this event to qualify from Louisiana. So uh, interesting, Rick. As always, yeah. I, I want to read this out each week, and, and that's uh, with a survey on the uh, uh, based on the red drum, which we call yeah. uh, Redfish. So. Yeah, Folks, get in there. Uh, just negotiate. Uh, I know most everybody's got access to a computer, and uh, they want people's opinions. You know, what do you think about this and size and numbers and everything else? And uh, and they feel the red fishing is being a little stressed, but uh, we'll see what takes place. But you know, as I do, Rick, uh, it's important that the fishing community uh, oh, yeah. voice their opinions. Uh, don't be quiet on this. They want to know what's what's working, what's not working. What do you think? What do you feel? And they've got uh, a little survey. Take time. It might take you, oh, five, ten, fifteen minutes to answer it, but it's well worth the information you give to the Louisiana yep, Department right. of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, so important in that oh, regard. Yeah. It rolls so, back uh, into the fishing, which is, uh, you know, like you said, they do the survey, uh, the biologists, and then uh, it probably won't be well. Probably in another month, month and a half, Tony. About a month and a half yeah. in the lake. They usually. Uh, I think it's every two or three years they'll do a survey in the lake, and uh, it, it's all good for the for the fishing. Yeah. Anyway, it's just best, to, and I'm trying to see when they're going to start gathering all these information from these people that uh, send in, you know, their their thoughts, their uh, what uh, works, what doesn't work, what they think needs to be changed. Uh, it's just uh, to establish some points uh, after they – and get from the fishermen who fish out with the redfish. You know, hopefully some of these guys in the, oh, yeah. in the uh, redfish tournament uh, – Redfish, you can pretty much catch them year-round. Yeah, you're right they, about that. They, uh, Good you know, eating fish, water too. fish, oh, yeah. Yep. And, and uh, they, they're all over uh, the, the Gulf Coast, you know. Oh, you're right about that, too. So uh, hopefully uh, – people will get involved in that and uh, answer that survey and uh, right. i know they sent out a lot of um, emails to certain people that have uh yeah uh, have voiced their thoughts on this but uh they sent out i think close to ten thousand. Oh yeah and but they want other input from others you know that uh, right. or, like the fish redfish and get their input and all so in the meantime uh little changes here uh you know earlier this month the w- louisiana wildlife fisheries commission amended the proposed 20 20- Three twenty-four duck season, uh, the second and third splits in our state's west uh, waterfowl zone. The move also changed dates for all other migrating waterfowl. So the news 
proposed duck season dates are from uh, November 11th to December 3rd okay. in 2023, and then from December 11th to the uh, January 7th, and then from January 13th to the 21st. The youth and veterans, of course, they always come a little first. Their date now will be the 4th to the 5th, and that's in November of 2023. Has They not changed that. Of course, the changes in the goose seasons are posted on the Wildlife Fisheries website. You can go to that and look that up. So mm-hmm. the final approval, though, of this 2023-24 uh, uh, hunting season amendments are set for May 4th when the commission meets in Baton Rouge. So public hearing and all these amendments are set forth uh, to happen on April 20th at the State Wildlife Fisheries Headquarters on Coyle Drive in Baton Rouge. Public comment on the amendments will be accepted through 4 p.m. That's May 3rd to Tommy Tuma and uh, to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife Division. So uh, if you want to get involved in that, it's always so important, man, oh, to yeah. voice your opinions and all. And duck season was uh, fairly not bad this year. Yeah, right? it, was, it, it was better than the year before. Oh, you're, you're, yeah. you're right about quite, that. Quite, quite a bit better, if I remember right. Yeah. Anyway, also, uh, the wildlife fisheries want to remind hunters that turkey season you know, uh, it's going to be closed on a couple of wildlife management areas in uh, Richard K. Yancey and Sherburne. Of course, Sherburne up the road from us off I-10 right. uh, there. But uh, they want to remind you, you know, turkey season usually cranks up. I didn't see the date, start date. But it's yeah. usually more, uh, April 1st for the month of April, too. Yeah. And a tough bird to hunt. But uh, anyway, uh, basically, the wildlife fisheries want to remind you that those areas will be closed. And about the uh, above-average rainfall for eight of the last 11 years, along with intensive flooding for long durations during the nesting and broodinary periods in those areas. So uh, that's why they're shutting it down, so to not be able to hunt turkey. Uh, Tony, I've seen uh, talking about turkeys. I caught the tail end of a story of a young man. He was 12 or 13 years old. He came out seventh in the world. Now, you know, he was up against uh, the artificial callers, but mm-hmm. he did all of this calling naturally just with his hand up to his, you know, with his voice. And, and I thought that was pretty impressive. He come out seventh in the world. Oh, wow. And it's just natural calling, you know. So I, I was pretty impressed by that. Well, know? one of our locals here with, uh, with calling, uh, uh, who's uh, calling yeah, Jack, who's yeah. that, has won that a few times in his uh, life. Yeah. So uh, he's also a guide out there on the uh, – out there in Vermilion right. Parish, too. But his uh, kid's 12 or 13 years old, come oh, on, wow. seventh in the world, you know, just natural calling, and that, that was pretty impressive. Anyway, according to the declaration of that emergency, do not let you hunt turkeys on those two wildlife management areas. Uh, while the hunting has not been a primary cause of the turkey population declines on these areas, it could contribute to declines and delay population recovery. So uh, right. it's just something uh, they're trying to stay on top of, too, because uh, – yeah, well, it's, it's like the deer season, Tony. When the basin comes up, you know, big time during deer hunting, they'll uh, they'll shut a certain area down, and they should. I mean, the wildlife has to to get away from the water, so they're oh, going yeah. to seek higher ground. You know. Anyway, uh, this story's been around since last week when the Wildlife Fisheries Department told uh, the uh, La Costa family that they couldn't keep their pet Nutra. Now yeah. they're kind of crawfishing now because I understood, and yeah. I, they had hundreds. Of phone calls saying, yeah. why don't you let these people keep, they raise this animal, yeah. why don't you let them keep this animal? And, uh, of course, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries has worked out an agreement to allow the New Orleans couple to keep its nutria. So <laughs> yeah. uh, Secretary Jack Montessat said Friday, uh, last Friday, the owners have applied for a permit that the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, uh, will uh, allow them to keep their nutria. And, right. uh 
Cool. You know, Tony, when I, when I heard that story, yeah. I, I didn't want to elaborate on it, but I know a couple of my friends that have, you know, raised, you know, pet neutrals and yeah, anyway but sure. you know well you know you remember uh pierre shadow here yeah. that they had uh, a oh, neutral yeah. with the uh yeah. a, a groundhog day back in february second oh, yeah. years ago right so, and uh, you keep them that long tony it's almost zero that they would make it in in, in, in you know a natural habitat yeah that's true yeah. too and uh i mean you just sit there and you get fed and that's not gonna happen in the real world you know well <laughs> a, a good example of that yeah. it was the movie that was made many years ago born free with elsa the lion yeah you know they took over that lion cub and right and they were oh, scared yeah. to death. They that they put her back in uh, uh, the wild that she couldn't make it, yeah. man. And uh, well, so a while she didn't. Yeah. Until it finally happened. So a uh, good movie too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, the owners had previously been issued a citation for. I wonder if they revoked that citation yeah. or if they took it back. So I hope anyway, so, yeah. uh, anyway, nutrients are you know they're invasive. Uh, they they can chew up a lot of ground. You know oh, the levees yeah. and all. So. Yep. Uh, and that caused considerable damage to the state's coastline. But I think it's a good conclusion. Uh, Secretary Montesset said, uh, you know, they took care of this animal. This animal knows it. Yeah. But it still is a wild animal, even right. though, uh, uh, you boy, those orange teeth, man, you don't want to get buried. Yeah, that's kind of. But they but, probably had it, Tony, since, since it was uh, real small, you know. So. Yeah, but they're not a carnivore. They eat, yeah. they eat vegetables, yeah, man. If vegetarians, you ever, yeah. And they basically, it's a white meat like a rabbit, too, right. you know. Oh, a yeah. lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, tides today, uh, February, uh, February Mar- Friday, the 24th of March. Yep. The sun rose at 707. It's going to set at 722. And the high and low tide chart, the first high tide will be at 733, uh, which happened just uh, moments ago. And the next high tide will be at 524. The only t- uh, low tide of the day is at 125 p.m. Saturday, the 25th, sunrise 705 and sunset 722. High and low tide chart. First low tide will be at 12.41 a.m. That's uh, Friday night, Saturday morning. And the high tide will be at 8.54 a.m. Saturday morning. Yep. On the 26th of March, uh, sunrise 7.04, sunset 7.23. High and low tide chart. The low tide will be at 1.29 in the morning. That's uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. And the high tide will be at 10.21 a.m. Uh, as I mentioned uh, to you earlier, the average water temperature in southwest past Vermilion Bay 61 degrees. Yeah. I just I don't see that right now being yeah. 61. I think it would be in the high 60s, maybe even 70 degrees right now right. out there. So in the meantime, uh, Rick, we wouldn't be here yep. if it wasn't for these fine people. You're right, Tony. Got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, and Home Run Pizza. And, rem- and our model, model, Rick. Yep. Kids that hunt and fish don't steal and dip.